Nomadic Mike. Assalamu alaikum everyone, welcome to the 8th episode of Nomadic Mike, here we share stories, a show for youth on personal development, living in fulfillment and to educate the community. I'm your host Abdul Hero and with me is my co-host Ahmed Slam. Our guest today is Faduma Ali Salah, Sister Faduma, thank you for joining us and welcome to Nomadic Mike. More than honoured to be part of the Nomadic Mike. Thank you so much, Zakallah. Zakallah. Uh, her prime focus is on women and girls on certain aspects such as empowerment and awareness. So this further breaks down into health, uh, both reproductive and mental health, awareness when it comes to assault, defilement and gender-based violence. So she is doing a lot for the community and her uh, organization is uh, It's Women Air, right? Yes. It's Women Air. So, uh, Sister Faduma, uh, welcome right. and tell us a bit more about yourself and uh, how you got into all of this. Welcome. Thank you. I'm, I'm more than honored to be a part of the Nomadic Mic, and um, I'm more than honored to be here today. So basically, um, my name is Faduma, and I'm the founder and director of Itsumena. Itsumena is a community-based organization that uh, basically um, that deals with matters women, basically on all aspects of life. So when it comes to um, awarenesses, when it comes to women health reproductive health and the mental health aspect of it and as well as girl support and also empowerment which is like the prime the prime factor as to why I started it. Yeah, okay. So before we, we go into the uh, the thing that you do, the programs and everything, mm -hmm. we need to know who's uh, Fadum Ali first. Uh, and why the journey? Why why have you chosen the Okay, that's quite tricky. I, I, I'm not quite good at who's Fadumba? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, my name is Fatima Ali Saleh. Um, I was born and raised here in Nairobi. Um, the reason as to why I started this is because, first of all, for me it wasn't it wasn't um, it wasn't about starting an organization. This uh, embodies who I am truly and what I stand for and the things that I would like to advocate for. So one of the things that um, really uh, pushed me to start this is that I've noticed a lot of um, basically a lot of just um, a lot of injustices that happen within our communities mm -hmm. across the world women are mostly you know sidelined but now when it roots down to our community yeah. um, it's become a common thing you know and yeah. so the reason why I started was because I felt like my voice can bring about change so what's your, what was your target mostly? Um, my target was women. My target was also girls. But um, when, I, when I put it that way, it, it just seems more generic. But my target was to bring out the, just the hardships that women and girls are going through. Because you see, a lot of us go to school. Myself, I do go to school. I've, I've been educated. But you see, there's so many things that I can't come up to my parents with. You understand? Sure. The things that, um, the certain things that when you want to do, you're told you can't do. And the dean does not necessarily um, stop you from doing it. Yes, it's just a true. cultural, you know, cultural thing. So, yeah. Uh, mashallah. Uh, on the aspect you talked about, it's actually one of the topics we want to discuss, like uh, <coughs> women in Islam mm -hmm. and uh, in our culture. 
Yeah. Excuse me. <coughs> so uh, I think for our community, what they do is uh, they can't separate the cultural aspect yeah. and the Islamic aspect. So uh, what do you do to create awareness to families? Like uh, our Somali culture might be like, uh, you know, women are not supposed to go out, you know, not supposed to go to school, not do this, not do that. Yeah. But uh, in our Islam, you know, in our deen, uh, knowledge is something every single person can do. I think when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the deed, it's everyone for himself. Like, uh, like if I, you know, if I pray and uh, uh, my sister prays, the deed and everything is similar. So can you talk about uh, just a bit on that, the cultural aspect of it and our deen aspect of it and how you guys educate the community between the differences? Well, you see, our prime, uh, I'd say that our prime target, mostly the people that we've worked alongside and we are still working along with are our people, yeah. my community. And so it's been, it's, it's quite a, it's, it's tough. Even myself within my own household, it's a bit tricky for them to understand the difference. You know, it's not that they don't know, yeah. but they just choose to cling on to the cultural aspect of it. And they tend to, you know, sort of make the deen and the culture seem like it's one thing. And so based off of my analysis, um, what I've come up with is that, I mean, girls cannot push this agenda on their own Definitely, right we yeah, have to yeah. have our brothers we have to have the few brothers that we have that is you know because so, most of them also side with the parents but the few that we have it, it would be really nice for them to just join on our bandwagon and just be able to try and explain these things to our parents and to our families and you know try and um dismantle this whole myth that, that we have to the point it's kind of a freedom yeah. uh, where girls uh, are as free to receive education as boys are. It's obligatory for every man and woman mm -hmm. to receive education. Education and training educate is, is the best gift of a parent to children. A girl cannot be married to, of, to anybody without her consent because mostly we're like, yeah, you know, in our community, Adherka, mm -hmm. uh, it's just like you know it's a kind of a uh, tribe things yeah. definitely yeah so uh, I think uh, just to add on that topic that the sister and Ahmed uh, talked about uh, some things she said about it's not like they want to do it but uh, even for maybe even some of us did it without knowing like a sister comes to you maybe your sister maybe your wife maybe your friend just came to you and tell you I want to start this but just seeing as a girl made you change your whole mindset and you shun them off, you're like, yeah. but why do you have to do that? Why do you have to, you know, why do you have to do that? Uh, uh, just to add a little bit on that, uh, and the sister will expand on this. I had a friend of mine, uh, he was married, mm -hmm. and uh, subhanAllah, he got into a divorce because he didn't want his wife to fulfill her passion. She wanted to start a business, she was good at something, mm -hmm. but he was like, uh, you know what we think as men, I think it's, I'm providing everything for you, why do you need to yeah. go somewhere else? But it's not about that. This person has passion. She has something she wants to do. Yeah. Something she's good at. Mm -hmm. And as long as it's you know in the, it's it's halal in the deen. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay. So sister, if you can tell us a bit more about that, inshallah. I mean, I completely agree with what you're saying. It is true that a woman can pursue her passion, and you can do whatever that you want to do, as long as you're not coming out of line with what the deen you know prescribes us to do. But other than that, I mean, I think it's very ignorant in this very day and age we're in for you to hold a woman captive, you know. Yeah. You're not just holding her captive physically, 
you know, mm-hmm. as in when I say captive in the sense of mentally and emotionally, you understand? Definitely. Because, um, and, and, and you know, one thing you need to understand is that the woman that you've married, um, she's been educated, right? And yes, I mean, in Islam, men are the protectors and maintainers of women. Yes, you know, that's great. You're going to provide for her and you're going to do all these things. But you, what you need to understand is that your par- her parents are not your responsibility. They are her responsibility. And if you cannot give her the, the freedom, if you can't support her, if you can't um, you know, encourage her to do the things that she feels the need to do, then you know, it's, I, I think it's very barbaric and it's very backwards. You know? And the only way we can counter that is if we, you know, we just need to make more awarenesses. We just need to be out there. Our voice needs to be heard. And we need support with that, not just women, but if you think something is right, come out and speak against it. Yeah, true. Uh, to me, as a general, what you guys are talking about, I can put it in as an equality. Because, you know, we are like now, nowadays, 21st century, people sometimes will tell you, you know, what a man can do, a woman also can do. Mm-hmm. But uh, in, in terms of Islamically, our deen, what you have to check is like, there's no gender disparity in Islam. And whoever does righteous good deeds, male or female, and is a true believer in oneness of Allah, such as will enter paradise and do not the least injustice. You know, even to the size of an aqira, respect on the back, uh, date of stone, will be done to them. So in the Quran, it talks about a man is the head of the family. Uh, where Islam, like uh, this position, of a man is to safeguard and strengthen the institution of the family. It's the responsibility of a man to provide food, shelter, and other needs to family members. Mm-hmm. Women are equal to men in all civil and crime, uh, cr- a criminal act, act of uh, judiciaries. You know, sometimes uh, where like in a position, people will come and say, you know, man, like if you check in Islamic way, like mm-hmm. man is the head, but women are in all position in Islamic like they have to be respected mm-hmm. so maybe you can take over on that oh mashallah mashallah uh, yeah that's uh, that was actually really good what we talked about thank you brother Ahmed for adding on that so uh, the next thing we want to talk about would be uh, sister Falma uh, what do you do to empower our girls and women you know uh, well, what tools do you do to empower them and uh, what are the challenges you face and uh, what what help would you need in that field? Mm-hmm. If you could tell us a bit about that, thank you. Um, well, the, the channels that I use to, you know, um, put my voice out there are obviously social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, before I started uh, It's Women Air, I'd oftentimes use my own personal social media to do that. And Sometimes I'd get, you know, positive feedback. Sometimes I'd get negative feedback. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is um, my space where I get to share what I think, you know, and everybody's entitled to their opinion. Um, that doesn't mean that if someone um, opposes my opinion, I have to, you know, attack yeah. them or they have to attack me. People need to agree to disagree, Definitely. right? And uh, also one of the, okay, the biggest challenge, I, I'll have to say that, I've had to face is that um, it was during a time that it was during the international equality, women equality, something of the sort. And I had made a few posts and 
a lot of people actually attacked me based off of that. Wow. And when I say a lot, not just men, even women were attacking me, you know. And that really sort of, I'm not going to lie, it really um, discouraged me a little bit. But um, that's so far the biggest. Because what people don't understand is that, um, so when they hear equality, they think that I am advocating for women being at par with men. You see, that's not what I'm speaking of. Yeah. When I say equality, I mean equality in terms of opportunities. Right? So say me and Ahmed um, have been through the same university, we've done the same course, we've graduated, right? I believe I should get the exact same opportunity. Yeah. Well, I understand that people have different faiths. Yeah. But I'm saying that if suppose Ahmed, you know, um, gets paid a certain amount, why should I not be paid a certain amount as well? You know, that's, I was speaking from such an angle and such an aspect, okay? But of course, people will understand what they what they want to understand. People will try and filter out things. People will take what they want to. So, yeah. Oh, mashallah, mashallah. So, uh, just to add on that, I think the sister here was uh, basically, uh, social media, you know, is a good channel to spread all you actually what you're doing you know yeah. like she has an organization community organization called it's woman here she has around uh, 712 followers which is a really good number uh, so doing all this I was just going through your posts and it's actually really amazing Thank so uh, going through these posts for me personally I see nothing negative in it but for someone who's coming yeah. from a different perspective he might say like uh, why is this girl trying to create equality? We're not, we're not yeah. equal. I'm a man, I'm true, a woman. True. But what they don't know is she's not coming, as you said, she's not coming yeah, from I'm the point. Coming, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's, I think uh, this quote I wanted just to talk about you, where you wrote, uh, we choose to speak against women being uh, withheld for reaching their greatest potential. Yeah. Basically, that was what you were talking about. Yeah. And uh, someone just uh, uh, attacked you on social media because, uh, you know, I think it's mindset when it comes to yeah. social media. And uh, social media bullying uh, is a big thing, especially for girls. True. I think uh, some, I think even some, some girls on social media influences. Uh, I was reading a post the other day where someone, uh, someone actually committed suicide because yeah. people were attacking her social media because there was something small she did. So uh, you can imagine that. Ahmed, uh, anything you want to add to that? No, in terms of social media is another topic for us uh, in another day. But just to add a point in about social media, you know, uh, a week ago I was talking to my sister regarding about on social media. You know, I know myself, I'm not doing anything bad on social media. All I do is maybe to share the messages to any people to benefit what I'm saying. But the other thing is like, you know, I sat down and I was saying, no, enough is enough, I can't do all of this, like I don't want to be on social media. So my sister is a kind of, she's a well-learned person, mashallah. But, you know, I normally talk to her when I have a problem. So I said, like, you know, I want to quit social media. Mm. And she was like, why? Why do you want to quit? You're not doing anything bad. Uh, she follows me. She sees what I post. But I said, no, I, I don't feel like I'm giving enough, enough to yeah. my followers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the other thing, you know, you have to be in real when you're doing social media. Uh, from social media, I, I once opened, and the reason why I opened was like I was doing a lot of a lot of uh, orphanages, places, meeting, like giving out foods, and I sat down another day. I said like, what do I have to do with my followers? By that time, I had a hundred or hundred fifty followers, and I said like, I need to give these people what they need from me, because mm -hmm. I can't just follow someone. 
if they are not giving me any any positive message exactly so and after all my sister convinced me like you know you can't go just stick with that and and what one thing i said like you know i was feeling so bad when i'm see other people posting their things and they're celebrating others are looking for names others just like celebrating like k's 100k 200k just like you know inshallah they, I, i hope so the people who are doing something wrong on social media one day they will be asked if you can't support your sister if you can't yeah. support your brother yeah. then stay off of it because i was reading i think shaqsal al fawzan al qua and he was talking about things and like if you can't like be fair to it then stay out from it so wallahi on the thing of social media i don't want to just talk about it now yeah. that's so a, a very broad yeah. topic yeah because you see it's right now the world we live in everything is digitalized do you understand so even when it comes to advocacy when it comes to the work that you're doing of course like yourself now you have followers and people need to know who's ahmed what does he do yeah. right and they can't know that unless you give them that content and you show it to them and that's so how other people would like to follow that up would find you you see but then it's all give and take you'll always find people that have things to say people that have their own so it's up to us to actually know what to take what to leave no. and you know how to just while you have while we have other people who praise you and say mashallah alhamdulillah and that one well, I, i don't i don't i don't mm-hmm. just i just take it i like it because i don't want to get it myself you know where like people yeah. like to feel so special well I, i normally say like i have to be down uh, uh, down to earth like yeah. anything any person that i meet because i don't want to hold such a name that i'm not and the biggest surprise for me was that i had expect I, i knew of course every with everything with every action there's the positive and the negative Definitely. but i had not anticipated for you know I, i had not anticipated the negative to come from women and a lot of the negative was from women you see that's that's just, that's, I mean, that's just how jealous, things are being jealous. You know? yeah that's just how mm-hmm. things are so can we talk about the economic uh, economic empowerment of women in islam maybe in points uh yeah yeah we can talk about that uh we we briefly discussed the empowerment uh, so uh, i think uh, empowerment in islam mm-hmm. uh can you talk about that a little bit sister then we'll add on it because i think in islam when it comes to learning when it comes to good deeds yeah. it's you know tafiru ila allah everyone's going to allah whether you're man or you're woman yeah. so uh, in terms of deen in terms of knowledge even when we look at the when we look at the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the role women played back then yeah. it's something it's amazing powerful, yeah and we come to we come back to our community right now and uh, when you know when a guy even thinks about uh, a woman like doing something yeah. it's like bahino shay islam why so uh, can we talk about that a bit inshallah well, well we have a uh, whole surah But you see, um, even the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, his wife Khadija yeah. was a business tycoon, you know. Yeah, she, definitely. for lack of a better word, she had her thing going on, definitely. you know. And the Prophet, I mean, this is, this, is, this is the whole Prophet of Allah, you know, he's married to this woman and he never withheld her from her potential, you know. He never... Um, if anything she even supported him you understand so i mean when it comes to 
when it comes to I, I, I really feel like um, in our community we really need to it's not that people are not educated they are educated you know they know the difference from what the dean is and what the culture is but we just choose to be ignorant understand we choose to you know, our people like both, you know, yeah, as in mixing yeah. everything, you yeah, know. You just choose the culture yeah. over the thing. Yeah. Definitely. So, uh, women receive money in the form of pride. Uh, bread uh, price. Like yeah. 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 You know, she gets uh, bread and meat from the either, either father or husband. She has a lawful share in, pro in property. Exactly. For, for men, it's share to forward. No, for men, is a share for what the parent and close relatively for women in a share. So you see when it's come to sharing things, so uh, for for the parents and close relative live a little much for the for the guy. Mm -hmm. So when while we have been sort of to inside talks about all of you know, when it's come to like respecting the woman, like anything. Uh, then the other time I think before we started shooting I was telling you I shared that with my sister about like doing this topic. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know what she says to me. The first thing she said was like, "Oh no, you guys are, uh, you know, super and erecting. You guys still like an educated or biscuitjurno. Such a thing, you know. When I when she was talking all of this, wallahi. And then another sister, same thing. She was talking about it. And wallahi, at that time I was praying so uh, I was praying duha before I read Surah Al-Kaf. Today is Friday. Yeah. So, I couldn't read it while I to be honest. All the things this sister was telling me and my sister. Yeah. You're thinking about Very it. Very comparable. I was like, yeah, this topic is so intense, you know. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I think coming back to the Ahmed, the topic on uh, women empowerment in Islam, uh, the first person to accept Islam was basically a woman in Islam. Yeah, uh, true. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wife Khadija. The first matter was a... Uh, was a woman, right? Yes. So, uh, and the things they did, you know, when when back in the day when they go to jihad, who would stay yeah. at home, you know, taking care of the sick? Uh, we had nurses, we had doctors, everywhere. But imagine that was like centuries ago. Right now, uh, coming back to our community, uh, a girl tells her father or some uh, like I want to do medicine. It's like, mm -hmm. where, where are you going for six years? Uh, six years, ilma not allowed. Like you'd have four kids six years. Where where are you running or to? Or people have an opinion. Of yeah. a, the sort of course you want to pursue. For instance, exactly. they'll say you're a woman, so therefore go for something like nursing, medicine, you know, things that are very nurturing and woman womanly like. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you go for engineering, it's like <laughs> what are you doing in that field? You know? I think I think even for medicine, yeah. like nursing, they push the girls toward nursing because of the, the duration. Times, yeah. But also but, a thousand of Muslim women in hijab work in hospitals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bank, schools and colleges and, and many others so why not because uh, the platform is you say like uh, you had uh, such a thing you know the That's sister can say, she, you know, <laughs> she can still go to university mm -hmm. while she's in she lives in the, her, her house her husband's house True. yeah she can be married still supportive, yeah supportive partner because I, I remember there's a time i have to be honest you know i was telling my sister she was saying like uh in our house to our bartol and then is then when i accept the marriage i'm like you know you can still be in that position as long as you get the man who understands so let me tell you see the thing is i had a 
cousin, like a second cousin of mine. So she did her degree, she got married, her husband was a lawyer. So the reason why I'm mentioning his career is because you think he's a very, you know, yeah, liberal-minded yeah. <laughs> someone who'd understand that the value of education and working. So they got married, mashallah, they had a child. And when, I think she had a three, four month leave, after the leave, she went back to work. So when she went back to work, she decided she was going to um, go back to university and pursue her master's. So her husband said, you know, if you cannot stay at home, you know, mm-hmm. if you can't be at home, I will marry another woman. Oh. So he, he put up that condition. He said, if you cannot, oh. he said, you have to choose between the two. No, your career no, no. and pursuing your education or, you know, I'm just, just gonna, yeah, if you want to do that, fine, I'll go and marry someone well, else. Well. And that's how their marriage ended. You see, it's a very, you know, it's a very, it's a very low mentality. Yeah, you know? to be honest, you know, it's yeah. uh, it's like a lose of health relationship in that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, cannot yeah. just threaten someone like, you know, I will do this, I will do this, yeah. I will not give you this. I like, you know, in life, even inside the house, you have to be a romantic guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> When it comes to like you know such things, when when you want to approach your wife, yeah, you know there's a way to approach and there's a uh, right. position. True. Yeah, you, you just have to wait. Like, what is like her condition? Yeah. Is she happy? Where is she coming yes. from? Yeah. No, yeah. is she happy? She like the mood. You have to check also. Yeah. In terms of that, maybe after that, you know, you can tell her the story slowly, slowly. But you don't have to come and say, you know, yeah, I'll marry another lady. Yeah. The guy well, and your intention was like maybe to marry another lady, but you just come in. Well, well, the point True. the sister talked about, the guy it's, told it's you. It's really sad. Definitely, well, like the guy told you about who actually got divorced from his wife because uh, she was trying to do her own thing. Yeah. The guy had a master's degree mm-hmm. somewhere. Oh. He was educated, so it's not. I yep. think in our community, what we need to not just in our community, but there's something called like a male chauvinism, yeah, like right. you know, trying to be like you know, I'm the provider. I can do everything. Mm-hmm. We were with Sheikh Jamal Deen the other night. We visited him with Brother Ahmed here. And he was talking about it. He said, um, whatever passion your wife has or your partner has, uh, support her as much as you can. Because yeah. uh, yeah. as long as it's not you know, anything that's coming against yeah. the deen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, why not support? You know, where's the harm? You know, in, in the other way, you know, we we'll like to be honest. You know, when it's come to blaming games, you check uh, when we see a sister, you know, you, would you like your sister? She had four kids, yeah, Abdurrahman. She had four kids and she's been divorced. She, sad, like she left sad. the school. Yeah. So will you, will you, will you able to pay her rent or anything? Or the small things that the kids will want? Will you, how, for how long will you support her? Well, I'd say because when yeah. the sister, you know, does her own thing, Allah musta'an, but uh, it's sad, Allah, it's sad, you know. So the reason really why sad. I'm asking this question for you yeah. is that, Allah, we have to give yeah. the sister their platform. Definitely. Uh, let them go and educate themselves. Mm-hmm. You never know, like, you can't be, you can die. Definitely. Allah, Allah. Allah. True. You can Anything die. could happen to yeah. you. So you my, can't depend on your, your family. Exactly. You know? I wouldn't expect yeah. my sister to come for me and say, you know, Ahmed, uh, I need uh, milk, I need this, I need this. Uh, maybe I will support her for two to three months. But you're yeah, 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 a human yeah, being, but, you know, mm-hmm. you also have your own expenses and, so, expenses so and the, everything. So my friend was telling me, yeah. we as a society, we fail. Uh, we failed uh, our women. No, he said even men. You know, why he said that? Just because as you, you have a sister, mm-hmm. you have a wife, and she, she can be your aunt. 
why not like you know to give her that platform to use you understand she go and learn and she would come home maybe as a as a housewife to at least in need of if you are if you are giving all the food anything that she requires after maybe you die allah alam then she can use the yeah, the yeah, education right. that you but you see the mentality people have in this day and age is if you educate a woman or if you empower a woman in doing the things that you know she wants to do then her personality changes her character changes you know um she will okay things like i mean i'm a human being of course in certain situations you know people argue people talk you know you can't always uh, expect you know a woman to be quiet you can't be the one speaking all the time yeah, well, she I'm... has her own opinions you're a human being as much as you rectify her she can also rectify you as well you know true so i mean i in terms of communication yeah, I, i i feel like it's it's um, we really need i feel like we really not doing enough Definitely we really need to be out there to really create this awareness Yeah, you know, uh, sorry, I know you have to, you want to finish it. <laughs> I know, we, uh, we have another topic we're supposed to talk about. Yeah, this just tell me it before you start the other topic. You know, I was, t- I was, t- I was talking to us, another sister, she was saying about the things like, you know, I have to work, you know, other things. So it's, it's kind of a joke, I say, like, what if you have, you have been paid mm-hmm. more than the, the your husband? Mm-hmm. She laughed, like, for me, to be honest, I feel pressure, like, where... my wife is earning more salary than me mm-hmm. so you know that's such a thing even it comes like when mm-hmm. you're earning more than your your husband also you have to res- uh, respect him support him exactly. not just like to show him you know I'm earning more, more than you yeah, yeah, just yeah, sitting yeah, there you yeah, know yeah. about our culture so much yeah some some sisters do that that's also yeah, a problem but it's it's true <laughs> it, it does happen but you see it's not it's not likely on on a scale of 1 to 10 it's like Four, five, it's likely to happen. You know, sure. not a lot do that, but it does happen. Just like Definitely. there's so many misogynistic men, there's also many men who are actually like in support of a woman doing her own thing. So I think for some men it's an opportunity for their wives to get paid more because they they'll just have to relax at home, huh? Uh, no. <laughs> so not everyone, not everyone's great in Ahmed. Some people like it. Really. Uh, so inshallah, uh, on your page I saw you doing a live, uh, a live. Uh, Uh, IG uh, it was a live IG video yes, yes. Uh, on uh, domestic violence yes. so uh, let's talk about domestic violence especially in this pandemic since everyone's at home mm-hmm. uh, you know the husband's at home uh, mm-hmm. you know <laughs> uh, you know when people are in the house like you know you know it's it's uh, domestic violence in general in our society because it's a lot it's a lot honestly yeah. and uh, a woman mostly can't speak about it speak up about it because you yeah. know true uh, yeah, I think uh, you can talk about that just at a point on that uh, there's a time uh, uh, my uncle mm-hmm. I was getting married back then my uncle told me uh, the worst thing you can do as a man is hit a woman because yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> What happened was uh, he said uh, it's uh, you know he's a Somali. He's a Somali. Uh, he's a Somali old guy or the Ashwai. So he said uh, it's better you come into town and you with uh, you know with, uh, with bruises and you say slanti halish this bruises than saying you know coming over all misogynistic and saying hala you want to say you know beat her up and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so uh, <laughs> being, being proud, proud of it, it's shameful. Allah, it's uh, it's shameful. 
but it happens in our society and True. it's a problem yeah. so sister inshallah you can tell us about what you discussed in that video uh, for our listeners and uh, just generally about the topic of domestic violence in our society and community so what we did was we we sort of linked domestic violence and mental health and of course it was during the pandemic which we're still yeah. in it's not like you know we've forgotten that we're no, in a no, pandemic no no there's a freedom, freedom now. <laughs> you guys have not even given me sanitizer so basically um of course you know domestic violence is is very rampant and it has affected so many homes and it has affected so many people you know mentally and even psychologically emotionally and the thing is um in our community speaking about such things is just a taboo you cannot come out and say you know i have this issue i have this problem suppose you even did there's nowhere for you to to speak such yeah. things about like there's no one to actually go to and speak to about such a thing you see there's where the biggest problem is and a lot of the times um people tell you you know be patient be patient i mean you're a human being with one life right you can't be patient your whole yeah, life yeah. you can't this i mean there's a there's a place where the line is drawn you know and the saddest part is that in our community we don't speak about these things and we don't even have a place where this these women can go to to open up about their stories and their struggle and the things that they're going through Now the biggest right. trick the biggest trick is convincing women that this is shameful talking about it coming clean about it is shameful but the act itself is not shameful I mean tell me what 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 life are we living <laughs> you know what life something else yeah yeah what life are we living and the what we discussed during that live session was that um we've discovered that actually there's some women that choose not to talk about it like deliberately themselves they decide not to talk about it and they think it's okay you see that's a psychological issue yeah yeah right i mean when an abuser is going to abuse you they don't just directly abuse you you know it's a process <laughs> you know it starts verbally it yeah. starts by badilit you know of you know it starts small gradually yeah. eventually qafkan wa hakadil mayo self esteem king you know so to a point where you just take anything wahwalbo yani lo wahwalbo samaya wahwalbo you know you take it it's like normal yeah because there's a there's a there's a lady uh where i live she constantly constantly gets beaten up all the time so one night um I came out I came outside I told my mom you know I I cannot I have to go outside I just listen Yeah my mom said we've gone outside I don't know how many times this week you know just this is a husband and a wife matter let it be I said okay so I sat I still it, it kept going on and on so I went to the balcony I sort of listened to what they were saying and I had to come outside I came outside I came where they were where she was and i said what's the problem and she was bleeding from her nose i think he hit her or something and asked her what's the problem do you need help and she told me um you know you need to mind your business <laughs> yeah she told me you need to mind your business i said okay i'm sorry it's fine i was just looking out for you so you see that people that are actually in such a such a debilitating situation you know yeah, yeah, you know yeah. they need 
you know, they need, um, they need therapy. They need people and places they can go to and speak about their problems. You know, they need proper guidance. They need not just guidance from a um, psychologist aspect, but even from a dean aspect of it, you know? Because a religion does not, does not support abuse not in any form or shape, yes. you know? So these women need to know their rights. They need to be told um, their Islamic rights. You know, they need to know that we're living in a in stay in age, we're in 2020, you know, you can't stand up for abuse. You can't let someone abuse you, you know. True. Yeah. Maybe what if that sister, she told you, like, uh, mind your business. There's, uh, maybe she's looking at the, like, you know, the loss of the family. Maybe she's trying to, like, yeah, to be obedient to her husband, you know. Yeah. Like, what if, like, she's waking up early, uh, maybe, That's midnight. She's waking up and raising her hands and praying. That's Baba. true. But like, also, she's trying to maybe hold the family still, you know. And that's what a lot of women do, actually. You know, when men and women, men are, women are more patient. They tend to Definitely. be a bit more patient, you know. For a man... But like there's a guy who's still like, oh, they're very patient. It's true, but men are more likely to know where, you know, they but, know. But Here, in terms of that, you we're know, done. Sorry, in terms of yeah. that, you know, like... When maybe I'm I'm st I, I'm the person who did the mistake. The sister also have to come down, you know, as a prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said. Sure. When like you are angry, other person has to come. come. But uh, you know, in our culture, say, uh, um, mostly Somalis, like there's nothing like that. When you're mad, sahib, you are. You can, it's up to you. Yeah, well, like, no, but it's not supposed to be that way. Of course, no, definitely. No, no, no. But you see, when it comes to this situation that we're speaking of right now, there's different categories to, even within domestic violence, there's different categories to it. But you see, we're just gonna split it into two. There are those that actually know this is wrong, but they stay for other reasons, you know, probably love yeah, or probably, reasons. you know, yeah, the children, but she does know her rights. And then you find the other sister who does not quite understand her rights, you know, she doesn't know when she even speaking against it she feels like it's sinful or something you know and we need to educate those women we need yeah. to talk to them we need to really raise awareness and one person can't do that sure. you know we all have to anyone that feels like this is not it this should not be the situation in our community should all come together and speak about it true it reminds me and there's a friend of mine who was who got married uh, i think uh, 2018, 2017, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. And the guy, uh, he, st he started first night with a fight with the family of the, sis uh, the sister family. Oh, you know, the okay. guy, he has impatience, so he said maybe, and then it was arranged marriage. Mm -hmm. And there's a problem we have there with the arranged marriage in yeah. our society. Mm -hmm. And you see, this guy, he had been, well, he had been patient for over like four, five months. They were married for seven months and he divorced her. Mm -hmm. But the, the thing that happened was like, you know, the sister, she was saying like, you know, mm -hmm. you know, one thing that it annoyed, like, I staying with someone and telling you, imagine like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. Starting every day as a conversation. Mm -hmm. The guy was going to home, there's no one coming. Like, you know, she's there. 
just like opening a the door. Yeah. A housemate. He just has a housemate. Yeah, she just opened the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tea is ready and the water is ready. There's nothing else. There's no food. Mm-hmm. Imagine uh, the guy end up like going to his mother's house. After the work, he come. He goes to his mother's house. He just eat uh, small food. And then the mother realized that day, like why every day you come in here to eat? Why not you go home? Mm-hmm. Like such thing, conversation. The guy tried to ignore you, say like it's fine. Uh, I normally pass by and just to say hi to yeah. you. That's why you are my mother, something like that. You know, the mother became so soft, then she forget the story. So a day, the mother, she went to the, uh, the guy house and she, tr- she, will, she, she tell the sister to cook. She doesn't know how to cook, but by then she oh. didn't know how to cook. So the mother checked the store and she sees well, like, everything is sealed. The way, the way it was. They it. So, you know, she didn't yeah. react. It. She just like went home. And she came the time the time that the brother was coming to house. So he's she sees everything and she's like, Korea, what happened? Why don't you just tell me the story? What's everything? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Like he opened up the story. Mm-hmm. After that day, uh, the sister started like you know inciting the family. You know this guy. He beats me, he do this, and Allah, he does False accusation. Yes, mm-hmm. he, do, he does this. In terms of just uh, to read off him, like, mm-hmm. just to go away. Mm-hmm. And the sister was like, you know, uh, this guy, blah, blah, all the things. And they came to the house, uh, like Odeyasha, mm-hmm. so many times, I think four or five times to the house, mm-hmm. and it was all drama every day. So the last the last day I remember it reached where like uh, the uh, the brother who is the other family. So the guy w- was walking and then he was being called by who is just come go down go with the gate. And it was around two. Not yet shakad bilum but he had to ask for permission and he came out. Marka, the si- uh, the sister she was ready all alone yeah? The guy is coming home. The sister with her bag, <laughs> you know, she, she was just ready She's to go. She's so ready to leave. And then look at what happened, yeah? Uh, the sister, she was coming to sleep, and the guy never called the, the dad of the sister. So the one who's receiving is the dad. Mm-hmm. And the dad was already sitting with another four men. Mm-hmm. And, and they say, like, it's just a turn game, yeah? Yeah. Oh, God. It's so Yes. That is the problem. You and, and our culture is just, honestly, we are so backwards as people. Like, we, we just have to admit that, you know. We can't always hide behind the scene and be like, you know, we're good people and we're people who follow the deen and, you know, we're very backwards. That's just facts. You can't, I, I, I can't blame Gawada and I also can't blame Wilka. You see, I blame the parents. Why? Because you bring two people against their wish to Imagine the guy, he knows Swahili English, the sister, she only speaks Somali. Mm-hmm. The guy was Suju. So how do you... Exactly. You see the guy. Yeah. So, how the guy of Somali the guy of He didn't understand Somali, but he can't speak some of the Somalis. That's terrible. You see, I blame the parents, and the thing we do is, 
par- what parents do is put up the two fingers and say, you know, you have to choose Hawar or Hawar. And then at the end of the day, your life gets ruined, right? See, whatever that girl did was bad, it was terrible. But you see, people react differently in different situations. You know, she felt like her only way out was to do such a thing. You know, to do the unimaginable. So and what? the parents are the ones to be held accountable. And these are things that, wallahi, if we do not speak about them as soon as now, then it's, it's, it's going to become a recurring problem. Even perhaps we will fall under that. <laughs> Imagine uh, trying to solve the story. The father has to solve the story. Yeah? He started asking the mother money. Mm. I'm like, what? <laughs> Instead of even like being yeah. a mediator. And yeah, something like that. But wallahi, uh, to me, I used to believe like arranged marriage. But now when I so each everything. And I, I don't know how to approach a sister with you, have to be honest. So, uh, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> You can take some lessons probably somewhere, but inshallah, winding up, uh, there's some two topics. Just to expand on what we were talking about, uh, assault and domestic violence. Yeah. I mean, for arranged marriage, you can understand these two people don't know each other, but imagine, subhanAllah, you've been dating for like maybe two to three, whatever years people talk about, yeah. and you bought this person out from the, her mother's house, you bought mm-hmm. her to your house, mm-hmm. and you're starting to, you know, uh, abuse this person, beat this person. Mm-hmm. I mean, just as a, just as a form of you know, uh, guidance to everyone who's listening. I mean, this person came out from her mother's house. Yeah. yeah. We all know how he loves our mothers. Mm-hmm. Personally, I love my mother more than anything. Yeah. We all the same. Imagine someone came all the way from her mother's house to come to your house, mm-hmm. to stay with you, to bear your children, cook yeah. for you, do with you. She's not asking anything in return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because of love or whatever the reason may be, someone coming to your house. You're a family now, and you're beating this person, seeing this person not as an equal. Like seeing this person as, you know, just someone who's there to do some things for you. Yeah. So it's sad. In our society, yes, we do it that. Is. It's it sad. Is. It is. So that's something we need to stop, you know. Uh, if you can't do it, don't marry. You know? Yeah. No, we have to marry. Sure. <laughs> but if you're going to do <laughs> that, you don't. Have to, but don't. Yeah. Yeah. You have to keep yeah. the sunnah. Yeah. Let the sunnah go for uh, <laughs> You know, Wallahi. Uh, you know, uh, the talaq is halal, but it's the thing Allah hates. Yeah. So if you know you're going to be abusive and you're not going to be supportive, go to therapy. You need to get yourself checked out before, yeah. you know, ruining a sister's ruh uh, badalai. Imagine ruining someone's life because of yeah. because of your own thoughts. No, to me, you know what I believe? Like, you know, I don't believe the relationship. What I all believe is that, wallahi, if you, get, if you see a good sister, do the back, uh, background, background check yeah. out yeah. before you talk to her. Ask around who you who like knows her very well. Mm-hmm. For that, after that, maybe you can go and approach her and say, you know, I'm interested in you. So maybe she can give you the content, mm-hmm. the contact, and to, uh, probably tell her like, let, uh, family card check. Once she sends the family, then you're free to go. You know, if the talk, free, yeah. if the family relates you, yeah. you can go and meet her house or talk to her, open conversation. Mm-hmm. But to, that's what I believe. If I talk to you more than one month or two months, sahib, it's enough. You know. I mean, that's more than, of course. More if than if for someone that knows what they want, a month and two months is like, you know if this is what you want or if you don't. Like. But to me, well, I am I'm so choosy when it comes to... And then the so. other thing is like, one thing I have, I know if this person is lying to me or if this person is saying the truth. That's I know. Point. 
That's why yeah, why I waste time with some others. I say like, hey, I started keeping distance. I started like not replying. Like I reply after three or four days just to kill the conversation. After that, we have that. Yeah, any other misgalney, we call it Inshallah, we winding up. Uh, there's some topics uh, that we still need to discuss with our sister, Father. Inshallah. So the topics uh, that we need to discuss is uh, the health part, uh, uh, reproductive health and mental health in our community. Can you expand on that a bit? Um, well, you see, reproductive health and mental health are very important, especially when it comes to women, because both are connected, you know, because of the hormones within our bodies. Yeah. You know, but um, one thing that I've really actually come to realize is that a lot of our people are actually not educated when it comes to the reproductive health Definitely aspect well. of it, and even mental health. But I'd say mostly reproductive health why because we tend to think oh cancer you know <laughs> all we know is ovarian cancer you know or what's the other name cervix cancer cervical cancer but there's also major other things that lead to you know all these other problems that women are going through right so there's polycystic ovarian syndrome there's endometriosis there's uterine fibroids. We don't even know the Somali term for these things, you know? <laughs> and even our doctors and the specialists that we have within our communities never come out and talk about these things to educate people, right? Yeah, so true. you might find that a young girl is having issues with her menses, right? And reproductive health is the trickiest. It's like mental health. Mental health, you can't just check in today and see a doctor and immediately they'll tell you, oh, okay, so what you have is depression. We're going to put you on drugs. No, you'll have to take very many visits to the doctor to actually reach to a, you know, to a decision. Like, this is now what we finally diagnosed you with, right? We don't have that in our community. And it's very sad because even when you look at it, and I think even you guys can attest to it, like if we look at our grandmoms or even our habrerial, you'll hear them saying, I don't know, Meshan, you know, the groin area. The thing is, it could be uterine fibroids. You know, fibroid that just doesn't come to a young girl or even a hoyo that has had kids can develop it. You know, we never check into these things. My own grandmother succumbed to, was it cervical? I think, yeah, cervical, I think, cancer. And it was later in her life when she was taken in the hospital and it was even in its final stage, right? But you see, if we had the knowledge to these things, right? If we knew the symptoms and what to look out for and where to go, then we would have probably prevented it. Even though it was harder, but we would have, you know? And the thing is, in our community, we... And I really blame the dog, because we, we really have a lot of Somali gynecologists, actually ladies and even men who are Somalis, but they never come out and talk about these things. And these are conditions that are really serious. And a lot are suffering with these things. Right? And nobody ever comes out and talks about them. And you know, of course, the stigma within our community. Because then anything reproductive is connected to, you know, infertility and yeah. all of that. So it, it becomes a topic that everybody just wants to, you know, run away from. You don't want to be associated with it. Definitely. Right? And that's a sad bit. And that's what I really honestly would hope and I pray to really be the voice of, I really want to talk about these things and really bring awareness to it 
within our community. True. Inshallah, that's that's really amazing, Sister Ulai. Uh, just to add on that point, and uh, you can add to it, Inshallah, as we wind up. Uh, infertility, Wallahi, uh, as the sister shared, it's something Very else. Sensitive. When you get married, I'm married for a year and uh, four months now. Mm-hmm. And what happens is uh, some people are like, when I was six months married, someone would come up to you, Madashay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. It's yeah, it's pressure. really funny. You know, uh, and uh, the thing is, anything like you know imagine someone saying that people who stay five years without giving birth and yeah. maybe there's nothing wrong with them but infertility in our society is something else I feel and, uh, it's a really pressure because i know a friend yeah. of mine who is still married for four years now and he doesn't have a kid or anything mm-hmm. but one thing that you know, our community need to understand is qadr it's coming from allah True. you don't believe the qadr yeah. and uh, ahmed to add on that and the sister will explain this to us uh i think mostly in places like garissa wajia uh, those people, uh, they take uh, you know, what are these ladies called? Uh, not actually, they don't take uh, the, you know, someone might be sick, like you said, someone uh, might the groin area or the uterus yeah. area might be hurting. They so they take him to like area. these, uh, these uh, kinyejis, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, yes. a <laughs> it's a reason, it's a reason, I'm not good with society, sorry if I said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so sometimes that might be the reason of uh, to cause cancer. Exactly. Because I had a sister. She went to those. Uh, she went to those whatever ladies, and uh, after they did whatever they did, they, she developed cancer because of her. So what would you be advice to people who you know take their their wives or their sisters or their whatever to people like that? And, you know, uh, defer from going to hospitals. You know, I think that honestly, we live in a very we live in a free world. We live in a world where everything is within our reach. It's upon us to educate ourselves. That's that's what I like. Cause myself, it's not like I knew these things, you know. But you develop interest. You'd want to know, you know. One thing leads to another, and you'll do a bit of research and you'll read about it, and you come to discover that these things are actually things that don't even exist in my community. Say, for instance, now you've taken your wife to a midwife. They're called midwives. Oh, the so ones that come and mm-hmm. just nini in the house yeah okay why not just go to a hospital why not get it done professionally why not have your wife go through childbirth in a in a in a normal way yeah you yeah. see women have different conditions you call a midwife in the house probably your wife's bp is low okay Giga, Giga die. Yeah. probably after she gives birth what's the midwife going to do for her but would you see when she's in a setting of a hospital when it comes it's to childbirth helpful. expect anything expect anything a situation might happen where she's not able to even she doesn't even have the strength to push right or probably the baby is too big what happens the doctor will tell you you know we have to do cs here in this situation she can't give birth vaginally right so when you opt for a midwife a midwife does not have the facilities and the equipments you know she doesn't have the the right medication you know to take you through your childbirth. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's uh, also upon us uh, men yeah. to, you know, when your wife's uh, when your wife's pregnant or when she's going through any By uh, troubles. Means necessary. Prepare. Prepare, like yeah. you said, educate yourself. Yeah. likes. I know some guys. I know a guy. He's here in Nairobi. His wife was giving birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sent her to Garissa, and he, she came back with a. Uh, he sent her to uh, Garissa, just like three hundred sixty mm-hmm. kilometers away. Oh he sent goodness. her back there, and she came back with like. 
cunig weyn oo maartay oo gurgurnay la soo noqotay and he has no idea he's just sending money you know yeah. what type of support is that sometimes yeah, in our community you know in the west what happens is uh, my sister lives in canada mashallah the other day she had a baby girl she was telling me the difference between there and him so she there when they in canada the husband is giving training how to change the diapers how to do whatever uh, how to care for the baby how to care for her but here when the late, when, when the girl's like a seven months pregnant six months pregnant oh yeah the lord ah. but you see people how they view when you say canada yeah understand the name yeah canada that's what they will just say to in our community they will just tell you haga naga hanim ko fa bukhaist wallahi ahmed that's a mentality that's the view ahmed that's a mentality but you have to be romantic for your wife somehow ahmed in terms of like defending your relationship i think when people say that kal ugu mista it's a mentality because let me to be honest that could do you yeah and that could do you can have you put in line you put in line you told this is what you need to do this is how you need to carry yourself and that's how you're going to end up carrying yourself but even how can it depends with you as a man yeah I mean I don't know that she said it's not that that's why you're sending your wife to to her mom so that you don't get to see her afartan bili blood and her unuga khilidisa and everything it's really bad it's it's not good but, you know but from the first day from from the first month maybe in the first year sorry it's a kind of a, an experience that you don't have ماذا A lot of things that are very rampant in our community are things like postpartum depression and that is something people don't understand. Actually, Mobaloha well, yeah, and Kalmazo, we don't have the Somali life. word for yeah. them even, you see? Some people commit That's suicide because of that. That's how ignorant we are. Is, sorry, but, <laughs> but you know, we're really ignorant. <laughs> well, that topic about the postpartum uh, depression, it's something big. Well, like postpartum, are they like... You can have your partner there with you. He can be as supportive, as loving, you know, he can be the best, but you you just tend to develop postpartum depression. Now imagine he sends you away to your mom's home. Right? So even when you're back, you really really dread this man. You can't even look in his face. So how do you expect for a marriage to come about? How do you expect for that to be? And this is a thing that our community don't understand and don't know. I think Ahmed was talking about uh Uh, experience family ahmed what about if there's no immediate family around like in the whole country oh no yeah. you have to develop the instincts <laughs> you know sometimes you have to understand in the truth even if, even if it's against me so i don't have Did to you know that the dads even have that depression even the dads so even men have instincts yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i cannot i cannot just check my wife and uh, go in a lot of hard you know hardship and so on wallahi wa halaki ya ahmed and a sister told me this Well, my sister told me this but uh, I asked her she's here in Nairobi uh, her mother's in uh, her mother's just nearby she lives in Dika but she has four kids now mashallah she never goes to her mother's house and Somali when they give birth they go to her mother's house she said uh, I don't need to jog her down to this is my home whatever it's like I haven't been there it's like what am I doing back there maybe they can come here and help me at my house but you know Yeah. So well, even That's the sister, logic. some sisters, yeah. 
it's like you know don't take any sadaqan sometimes the problem is i saw uh, like someone you might want to take care of your wife but the mother calls and says hey go and eat sodder and you have to see okay can i ask you something but you see, in, in, sorry, in that situation maybe you can, you can you have to do consult with your wife you know? yeah yeah true yeah. but why is, is it that in our community see i have a lot of friends who are kenyans and they give she's actually pregnant she's in class she's given birth she has come back my everything how i like it comes from here you know what this kadiktano qanisa you know when you act very it's true that when a woman gives birth and it's your first time you're a bit weak you don't have you know you don't have any clue and everything but i feel like you can be in your home your own home i mean at the end of the day you have shakalo right yeah the house help will help you with what you need and you can help yourself i mean honestly i mean, it's not logical going back to your mom is just but you have to consult like how do you even go guy, back a guy have to come and consult you and say you know this and that maybe with understanding so gurjashkali adat karadeni adirina ladegi istamaru okay inshallah uh, i think uh, we went like uh, 10 minutes uh, actually about 20 minutes of the schedule But inshallah it was a, it was a good podcast uh, we still have more to do but inshallah hopefully maybe we can do some other tab this is a really broad topic yeah. it's a really really broad topic it's really broad uh, the mental health aspect of it is like a, a whole episode uh, whole episode on its own domestic violence could be a whole episode on its own but inshallah uh, just to wind up sister what are your final remarks uh, inshallah what are your final remarks to our audience um, my final remarks would be that um a lot of our, a lot of young women and a lot of the girls who are still in school look up to women who have made it in life women that uh, have mastered their craft in whatever it is that they're doing right yeah. and i think it's a good thing to be inspired by another woman it's a good thing to emulate the things that woman is doing but i think that's not right as you know there has to be everything is a face so being inspired is a face emulating the things that you've seen or learned from someone is a face and i think the next face needs to be mentoring you know if there's a woman out there that has mastered her craft is a businesswoman or does various other things whatever it is that it is that she does as long yeah. as she's successful i feel like it's not a burden to take one or even two girls teach yeah and teach them just show them how to go about your day you know what you do you know show them how to show give them a sense of independence you know show them what it is like to do things as a woman you know because insp- being inspiring when people inspiring young girls and women is not enough it's really not enough in this day and age it's not because i'm inspired okay and then what next you know i need mm-hmm. to know how did you start what yeah. did you do i have to know your story you know i have to so i'd really like to call on women my dear sisters who are successful not necessarily successful but a woman who understands her craft and what she's doing you know come out take two three girls or even one or two that's more than enough and train them just show them what you do talk to them mentor them and uh, you know hopefully inshallah that's going to that's going to be the start of an empowered community mashallah really amazing really amazing uh, just to add that speaking as a uh, from a point to someone who had a mentor in life and who changed helped change my life 
what the sister shared was really powerful if you're out there and you're listening to this and you have a good craft anything you know and you're good in your field come out and help the community if each of if each of if, if you know each and every single one of us who's good in the field teaches someone that someone will teach another person in turn yeah. so it's really amazing what the sister talked about and uh ahmed do you have anything to add Akhi? Uh, you know, for me, it's just like, just to thank the sister Fatima Ali Salah. Thank you so much for your time and everything. And Allah, in the future, we will support each other. And we'll keep on, you know, inspiring others, like, at least to reach our goals. Other than that, you know, I have to, uh, we have to do an apology, like, uh, for the last week episode. You know, our brother was uh, launching a book, that's why we are busy, Dean Ahmed. So inshallah uh, we'll be in Lin hopefully so all wallahi you know such a topic of this wallahi we have we didn't had uh, a good time a good uh, thing to talk about it but it's it's never enough it's yeah, never yeah, enough yeah. Yeah. so inshallah keep talking till tomorrow it won't end <laughs> <laughs> no inshallah wallahi sister thank you so much and welcome really honor to have you Inshallah, uh, that's all for the eighth episode of Nomadic Mike. Uh, inshallah, we will be uploading this uh, episode real soon. Inshallah, follow the sisters' organization at uh, I, I Woman Air, and her personal Instagram is uh, her personal Instagram is uh, Fatima Salah, right? Just Fatima, just Fatima. Yeah. So Inshallah, follow her, and uh, Inshallah, be be sure to check out uh, our episode on mental health which is also uh, related to the topic uh, we couldn't talk about mental health today but inshallah we already talked about it in the fourth episode uh, inshallah uh, thank you so much for joining us assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh